anybody have a tuba mute? The voice of Nottingham, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> So were you singing through when your voice broke? Uh, yeah, I was, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, my voice didn't break, it sort of slithered, you know? So instead of falling off a cliff, I just sort of rather in, in you know, inelegantly sort of slithered down this muddy slope. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I think I sort of, you know, I had a good treble voice. I'm, I'm sure I did. Uh, I must have done the old first verse of uh, Once in Royal couple of mm. years, couple of times i'm sure i must have done but uh once it started to go i sort of oh they put me on alto for a bit and then so and you know didn't take long really before i ended up on bass you know do you have any sort of genres of music that you're not particularly enamored with hmm goodness me uh I, I, again i i try not to be dismissive of anything mm. but i do still find it quite hard to have a lot of patience with a lot of guitar band music <laughs> um, which is often very energetic it's got huge and a lot of it's sort of played now you know it's, it's it seems to be a you know the whole world of rock and rock bands and so on just seems to go on forever which is great yeah. you know it's the people's music and I really want to engage with it but I find it very very hard when it is extremely basic in terms of its harmony and so on, it's you know very very limited, and I just want a bit more subtlety and a bit more energy. Um, I mean, I'm much happier with, as I said said before, with sort of more soul music or more something yeah. that's more Latin influenced or black influenced, you know, um, dance music that's got really interesting rhythms. So that the basic sort of on beat, uh, sort of very four square sort of uh, rock music uh, format, you know, I, I struggle with. And I want to like it, you know, because a lot of people do. And a lot of people like dancing, you know. I love dancing. But, uh, you know, for me, it does need to have a bit more of a... Yeah, and I think it's um, what I'm finding with the podcast and listening to different people and what sort of music they connect with. Just different people are looking for different things. Well, I want to, I certainly want to be able to dance. <laughs> and I mean, that, yeah. I think that applies to classical music as well, to be honest. I mean, I, I know I've, I've, I've been told off... Um, a number of times, certainly in the harmonic, for moving around too much when I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it just shows that you're engaged. Well, though. that's right. That's... Um, Richard, bless him, who's our current director of music at the harmonic, I mean, you know, he says, oh, go for it. You know, he's, he's all for a bit, a bit mm. of ex expressiveness, you know. But when I first joined the harmonic in 1990, um, after the first concert, I did get pulled aside at the next rehearsal by somebody on the committee <laughs> who said, We've noticed that you're. <laughs> uh, I can. I just don't doubt this at all. I can see it. I can see the sort of person who would have done oh, yeah. that as well. Very. That was a, but you, oh. you know, I mean, the harmonic has been going since 1856. You know, and um, yeah, I think the person who ticked me off was probably one of the originals, actually. And uh, you know, uh, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Yes, they're, they're, they're an august body. But no, I'm, I mustn't be unkind because actually there's some lovely, 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 lovely people in the harmonic and some of my best friends. And so, yeah, yeah. I don't want to diss it at all. Everybody's trying to do the best. And, and of course, I, just at the moment, of course, we're all missing it like so much. So, you know, not being able to get together yeah. and sing. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say that is the Harmonic Choir, which is the sort of big choral society in Nottingham. Indeed, yes. 150 strong. Well, I think there's more than 150 of us. And uh, I, I've oh, been a member of that since 1990, uh, apart from a two and a half year gap um, during the 90s uh, when I left. But then I joined again. So you know, I've got I've got yeah. broken service, but so, so I will not I will not get my clock or whatever you whatever they are. my my long service certificate uh, will be delayed because of my broken service but there we are rules is rules you know? yeah, yeah and I, I doubt the harmonic are gonna bend them for oh, you Dave, God, no. which is <laughs> precedent precedent my dear can't have that um well these are unprecedented uh, times aren't they oh okay i'll let you i'll let so, you off that one <laughs> so i just can't i can i've just got this sort of image of a sort of stuffy person pulling you aside um to tell you off from moving around oh i think they did it very nicely because then oh i can the nice people yeah. you know yeah yeah but you know you but you sort of knew they meant it you know <laughs> yeah. we dare do that absolutely again. um <laughs> Uh, but of course, of um, course, that first concert, you know, was uh, as have most of the concerts, subs- concerts been subsequently with the uh, with the harmonic. That first concert was in the Royal Concert Hall in uh, in Nottingham, which of course has a capacity yeah. of over two thousand people, and uh, it was an absolute joy for me, having come to Nottingham, to be able to perform on that scale. You know, with big yeah. orchestras in a big concert hall. I mean, that's wow you know it does wonders for your ego really you know for your doesn't it mm-hmm. you know and then to get that applause at the end you know amazing yeah i mean what yeah. what a drug you know now dave i've just been thinking off the cuff and mm. i was wondering if you would be up for playing some quick fire or just answering some quick fire questions based on what yeah, you of course just... okay so do you have a favorite area code Yes, I do. <laughs> Find out next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, my goodness me, you floored me with that Well, one. I've completely put you on uh, the spot. Yes, you did. I'm going to go with 01234. Okay. <laughs> Where's that? Bedford. Bedford. Oh, yes. okay. 01234. It's nice. Very neat, isn't it? Yeah. No, I like that. Do you have a favourite film? I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Beautiful Thing. Oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, great. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, I've seen it. Jonathan Harvey. Yeah, based on the play. Yes, indeed. A love story. Yeah. Uh, two teenage boys, Jamie and Steve, uh, who lived in a huge estate in mm. southeast London, uh, Thamesmead Estate. And it's just such a heartwarming, yeah. wonderful film. Yeah. So I'm going to go for that one. And lots of Mama Cass in that, I think. Indeed, yes. And one of my one of my choices that didn't quite make the seven was uh, a Mama Cass song that was used in that film, Make Your Own Kind of Music. Yeah. yeah. Sing Your Own Special Song. I yeah. That film was one of the first films that I watched as a teenager back in the countryside in Can Ireland. I say, Alex, that you were so lucky 
so lucky to have seen that. I wish I'd seen that film at that age. Yeah, yeah. Goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, to say it changed things, it put a lot of things into perspective and confirmed a lot of things um, mm. for me, which I already knew, but, you know, sometimes mm. you just seeing something reflected back at you. Yeah, it's nice to know that the film was doing its job in rural Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely was. Can you tell me your favourite theatre show? Avenue Q. Great choice. And final question, Can do you have a favourite tram stop? Uh, Lace Market. Okay, actually, can I, I'm going to give you a related question. Do you have a favourite tram? Yeah, Vicky McClure. Oh, great shout. Mm. Great shout. Oh, Vicky, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I love the lace market. I love the whole idea of the lace market in Nottingham because it just confuses all the tourists. <laughs> Where's the market? Where's yeah. the lace? Yeah. You know, there isn't any. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that a problem? Come on, get over it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Nottingham. And of course, the next question, of course, is where's the castle, you know? Which... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That was fun. So now we come to the sort of honourable mentions of pieces that didn't quite make your top seven. Okay. Where would you like to start, Dave? Oh, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> Vanessa Williams, Save the Best for Last. Actually, that all sounds a bit backwards, doesn't it? But never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's do it anyway. Vanessa Williams, Save the Best for Last. This was one of the songs that featured on the soundtrack of a film called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh. Which you may or may not have heard of. I've heard of, but I've still not seen, which is... Oh, you must. Awful. You must. Yeah. Uh, 1994, apparently, it yeah. came out. And it's a story. It's a road movie, Australian road movie. Doesn't okay. sound very promising, does it? But it's, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. And, and also a bit deeper as well. I mean, it, it certainly deals with the issues, you know, but it's basically three drag queens... Uh, who decide to go on a road tour, a road trip in Australia. Uh, and uh, one of them is played by Terence Stamp, of all people, um, which I think is quite extraordinary, really. But anyway, um, they they hire this bus, which they name Priscilla. So Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is the name of the bus that they travel on. And they have their adventures, and they they rock up in some pretty strange places, some pretty redneck places, you know, mm. where where they're almost sort of drummed out of town and things like that, you know. And they have their adventures, and it's all very camp. And, yeah, they have this soundtrack, which includes things like Go West, The Village People, Billy Don't Be a Hero, um, Can't Help Loving That Man. I don't crept in there from somewhere mm. or other. It's, it's a real sort of, you know, very odd sort of mixture of tracks. But I really like this one, Save the Best for Last. It's just, oh, it's really lovely very very nice yeah sometimes the snow comes down in june sometimes the sun goes round the moon i see the passion in your eyes sometimes it's all a big surprise cuz there was a time when all i did was wish you It's not the way I hoped or how 
there was also a live show. Okay. Because the film was so successful that, you know, they did a live show of it in Australia. Yeah. And that toured to London. I mean, for all I know, it might be might still be on the go. I don't know. But anyway, I went to see it with a couple of friends uh, in London uh, and really enjoyed it. They actually had a full-scale bus on stage, you know, which was on a revolve. It was really quite incredible. But the um, ha, one of the scenes was in a sort of a sleazy den of a sort of a night spot, you know, somewhere in, in Australia. And there was this sort of cabaret performer, this this woman who um, had a speciality act involving ping pong balls. Um, <laughs> I really shouldn't go into any more details than that. But suffice it to say that when they did the live show, <laughs> lots of ping pong balls were in fact propelled out into the audience. <laughs> and I did actually get one. Oh, which, okay. Which I still have. Yeah. <laughs> it says on it, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And it's, it now lives on my fridge, pride of place. I have a Priscilla ping pong ball, um, <laughs> which I'm very proud of. There we are. <laughs> that is excellent. That is... So that's, that's the story about that one. Truly and, uh, wonderful. Yeah. Great. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, control yourself, oh, Alex. Come on now. Goodness me, yes. Um, well, it's, just get, it's getting quite hot in this studio that I've constructed for myself in my wardrobe. So, um, I mean, Right. Anyway. Um, and in this one too, yes. I'm yes, sort of, I can imagine. Indeed, I've got lots of padding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. Okay, um, your next track. This is Patsy Cline, country singer from, I suppose, 1950s, I don't know. Uh, I don't know much about her, to be honest, but um, this song, Crazy, is a bit of a classic. Crazy for feeling so lonely, crazy for feeling so blue, uh, etc. I don't normally go in for country music very much, but the reason I've chosen this is that this is linked to my career as a film projectionist. And uh, I remember we showed this in the late 80s, at the Midland Group Cinema in Nottingham. It's not there anymore, but um, for some reason, I was on duty five nights on the trot, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I showed this film every night for five nights. And I didn't really have much to do because we used to show the film on a great big reel. We didn't even have any changeovers to do between projectors or anything like that. So I just used to sit there on my own in the projection room, getting totally absorbed in this heart-rending story of Patsy Cline, yeah. who was very, very successful and who had an absolutely tragic personal life. And she was mistreated by her husband. It was just awful. And of course, the biggest tragedy, of course, the whole, of the whole lot was she, uh, uh, she died in a plane crash. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And her career was cut short by that. Absolutely awful. And in the film, they actually showed the plane crashing into this side of a mountain, which obviously is done by a model or something, yeah. you, know, you know. But I mean, by today's standards, I'm sure it would look completely phony, you know, and, and yeah. quite ridiculous. But nevertheless, it, it got to me every night, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know projectionists are not supposed to watch the film, really, but I did. And, you know. 
I, I just remember that, you know. Yeah. The film, I believe, was called Sweet Dreams. And I think the person who played uh, Patsy Klein was Jessica Langer. Right. Okay. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. I'm crazy. Crazy for feeling so The only memory I've got of Patsy Klein is um, a VHS tape which my parents had right. <laughs> uh, when I was growing up and they'd sometimes put it on and I would think no this is not what I want to listen to um, <laughs> but oh I completely get that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there was quite a strange mix of country music and stuff that they were listening to and I thought no this, what, what am I What's this about? If it had been Dolly Parton, perhaps you might have... Uh... Oh, my goodness. I've now a whole new found respect for her. Mm. Her life and what she's gone through and oh, indeed, her yeah. authenticity as an artist. Yeah. Our dear friend Carmel introduced me to Pure Blue Morning. I don't know if you know that. But no, I don't. I it's don't. stunning. It's so full of hope and... Yeah, the, the line is, I can see the light of a clear blue morning. And it's just so optimistic and so hopeful. And I've been listening to that quite a lot during lockdown. You know, there is yeah. there is going to be a tomorrow and there is going to be a future and, you know. Yeah, hope. Yeah, we need that. And then Mama Cass. Yes, yes. Well, I'm actually going to take them out of order, if you don't mind. Oh, no, uh, please. Because, no. no, because I'm, I'm going to talk about Britain. Yes, and, yeah. finally. Yeah. <laughs> One that we have already <laughs> yeah. We got there. Uh, and then I'll come back to Mama Cass at the end. But uh, yeah. basically... Um, you and I have both been to see Peter Grimes, didn't we, with Opera North? Yeah. And it was wonderful. Absolutely. Mm. What, what an amazing experience. I have so much respect. And it, it, it was so good seeing a really good professional production of it. But I was involved in a project to actually do with the Nottingham Philharmonic Orchestra yeah. uh, and uh, a company called Elemental Opera. This was in 2013. And I was involved in a performance of, uh, of Peter Grimes in the Albert Hall in Nottingham. Mm. And I loved that number, Old Joe Has Gone Fishing, uh, which uh, is just, just great. I also loved the, um, uh, so much of the other stuff that was in the piece, particularly the offstage band. Yeah. <laughs> it's good fun. But basically, that, that was an interesting experience because it was a scratch chorus that was got together by just people putting the word round, basically. Yeah. This company were coming to Nottingham. They needed to recruit some local singers to form a chorus. And as I said, the word went round. People assembled to learn this stuff. And 
Alex, it was one of the most difficult experiences I've ever done in in my life of singing, if you like. Right. Obviously, the people that rocked up to be this scratch chorus didn't know each other. They were all different levels of experience and, and skill. We were singing from these awful, dreadful choral scores that gave you tiny cues to help you right. to, to know where you were, you know. Um, as we, we, we didn't have uh, anything approaching a full, you know, a full uh, choral score. And the chorus master, who was very, very nice, I just did not get where he needed to be at in terms of training a local Nottingham amateur chorus. Yeah. Um, and God, it was difficult. So difficult. And the net result was that we went into this performance, to my mind, quite seriously under-rehearsed. Right. And that was such a shame. And the reason I've included it, really, is because I don't want to be all about wonderful things and <laughs> fantastic things. I want to be about sometimes things go wrong. Yeah. And other people that were involved might very well disagree. But from my perspective, it was a really, really difficult experience. And it just it just points up how important it is for anybody working with a choir to, you know, to have a relationship with a choir that works. Yeah. You know, and the pain that you experience when that isn't the case. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know I hope I'm not overstating it, but, you know, it really was. And we did it. We got through it. My God, it was it was scary. Yeah, it really, really was. And that stuff is not easy, you know. Really no, uh, we we didn't have enough rehearsals, and the, you know the rehearsal venues were were, were very poor and things mm. like that. I mean, nothing really was was in our favour. Uh, I mean, I must I must of course give total credit to the Nottingham Philharmonic Orchestra, who were brilliant, yeah. and their conductor Mark Heron, and uh, you know they it, the overall effect I think was 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 probably fine you know i think we carried it off well but from the point of view of you know the scratch chorus of which i was a member it was uh uh scary yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I can it's, it's good to be scared sometimes I know oh, it is yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that opera is just holds such a special place in my heart really um oh yeah and yeah. And, and mine too yeah. yeah and completely turned my before I got to know it, I was already sort of falling in love with opera, but this com took it to a new level. And um, I've always been a fan of this piece in particular, but his, his other operas as well, Billy Bird. Yes, because yes. we saw that as well, didn't we? Yeah. I saw a dress rehearsal of the Covent Garden production last year, which oh. was stunning. Dave, you would have loved it. There was a lot of top of men. Um, oh, right. <laughs> but... It was the way they did it was just so visceral, really. Yeah, it's the only way yeah. to describe it. And yeah. you sort of think, oh, if Peter Grimes didn't happen, then Billy Budd would be so much bigger than sort of mm. in the general consciousness. But um, yes, yes, um, no, it's terrific stuff, terrific stuff. Mm. But yeah, old Joe has gone fishing. What a way to <laughs> oh. end like act one of that, yes. uh, that opera. Um, yes. Good tune, good tune.
was a bugger for irregular rhythms. He really was. <laughs> yeah, and that's and, and that was one of the things that um, you you hear when you listen to it, and then you look at the score and you realise what actually going on oh that's where the beat is or where the beat isn't is yeah okay um and having different lines going against each other and you're like, yes as a conductor who do you conduct i know i know really tough it worth it though oh yeah of course every time lovely to have a bit of britain in there good thank you and your final extra was make your own kind of music Mm. Uh, which is a song by Mama Cass, which featured in the film Beautiful Thing yeah. uh, from 1996 and written by Jonathan Harvey. And uh, just really, really heartwarming story. And the thing I remember, I think, about that film more than anything else is the final scene when the two, the two lads, uh, who are Jamie and Stee, are actually dancing together outdoors in the sort of precinct, if you like, you know, with all the backdrop of the high-rise flats all around them. And everybody is sort of like in a circle around them. And so they're in the middle, just, you know, on the one, in one way, oblivious to the other people around them, just sort of enjoying their own love, their own physicality together and dancing together. Uh, and at the same time, the people standing around in a circle are, are also supporting them and celebrating their love. Oh, it's just so lovely. Such a wonderful... Yeah. I'm sure there's a crane shot at the end of it. There must be. <laughs> but anyway, um, the words, make your own kind of music, sing your own special song, make your own kind of music, even if nobody else sings along. Sounds very sort of individualistic, but I mean, in the context, it's like dare to be different. Yeah. And yeah. value yourself irrespective of the fact that, you know, you're not doing the mainstream with your life. You're a little mm. bit different, you know. So you're part of you're part of the world, but at the same time, well, you know what I mean, you're expressing yourself in your own way. You're, it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be different. You shouldn't need to struggle yeah. uh, to express your emotions. You should not need to struggle. You should, you should be uh, free to, uh, to do that. And so powerful. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Yeah, and I think that that certainly resonated with me as being a being a teenager in Northern mm. Ireland and watching mm. that in the middle of the countryside and not being sort of true to myself, but still yeah. at that point going, how do I how do I get from where I am now to what I'm watching on screen? Yeah. Um, and it it didn't tell me how to do that because you've got to figure that out yourself. But mm. it gave me the hope that, you know, that could happen. It's very, very powerful. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really poignant. Uh, I, uh, when I was that age, the age of those characters in that film, uh, well, there was nothing positive around at all for yeah. somebody growing up gay. Nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, but there it is. Uh, we have to uh, deal with the world as we find it, you know. Yeah. And every generation has to do that, but there's certainly an awful lot more hope for young LGBT people now than there ever was. And yeah, that's fantastic. Nobody can tell you There's only one song worth singing They may try and sell you Cause it hangs them 
I think I'm going to need another glass of wine after this. Well, I'm glad I mentioned my mum. I mean, as you, as I'm sure you realise, I mean, I was very, very close, and mm. uh, you know, um, yeah. So that was a big, a big thing, and uh, yeah, the seventies were a very, very rocky time for me. There, well, late sixties and mid, late sixties to mid seventies were a very tricky time. Yeah. Uh, um, partly because my because my mum remarried and my stepfather was just, just, just it was a complete mismatch. It really was. And um, he didn't get my mum at all, you know. Uh, and uh, so that really, that was a very, it, it was very sad for her. Um, and I was so glad that after he died, I was able to help mum get back into singing. Yeah. And things like that. She, when she came to Nottingham to live for the last few years of her life, uh, and um, she joined the harmonic. Oh, did she? Uh, yeah, I she didn't did. know that. Oh, oh okay. yes, she did. Yeah. At the age of seventy-two, <laughs> she never too late. I know. Pastoral audition, yeah. uh, and I know Neil wasn't just being kind. She had a, a good, strong voice, you know. And uh, so we did have a few years of singing together in Nottingham, which was lovely. I'm mm. so pleased I was able to give her that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I had no idea that she had come uh, to Nottingham and oh, yeah. harmonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No well, idea. Well, my stepfather died in 1986, and she was left living on her own in a bungalow in a village, no transport, she couldn't drive, terrible bus service, you know, she was stuck. Yeah. And um, having been to see me once or twice in Nottingham, she decided to, to that she liked it go back to being a city person after all those years. Yeah. And we managed to arrange a, a, a swap from her council bungalow to a housing association scheme in Nottingham where she lived at the top of uh, Sherbert Street. Yeah. And oh, wow. uh, within a few days, she'd sussed out all the buses. <laughs> 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 and she very quickly got involved with the All Saints Church, you know, She and she managed to find some people to give her a lift there every week and things like that. She was, oh, God, you know, she was strong. Yeah. And, uh, and she came and joined the harmonic and so on. She started doing French lessons. I mean, oh, oh wow. Know, yeah. So she had a bit of a new lease of life when she came to Nottingham. And I was so pleased yeah. to be able to give her that, you know. Mm. Oh. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, it's giving back a bit of what she'd given me, really, Alex, you know. Yeah, yeah. And she really did give me that whole thing about amateur music making. I, I don't think of myself as a musician. I think of myself as an amateur performer. Right. And, you know, my musical training is quite limited, but the experience I've had, I think, has been quite significant, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think you're selling yourself a bit short there, Dave. Mm because I think you are an incredibly musical person and a musician. I mean, I, I'm becoming more and more disenfranchised with the word musician. As right. I don't know right. why that is, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think okay. the process of, of this 
and the sort of people that I've been talking to on the podcast are people that I've got a connection with. And I think the, the sort of thread is that we are people, people. Yeah. And oh, yeah, definitely. We enjoy yeah. making music with other people. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yes. And I, that's, that's the thing that yeah. I love and that I'm desperately missing. Um, yeah, me too. We share that in spades, Alex. We really yeah. do. Yeah. But I think that's when I... I meet musicians and British commas, and I think, are you a musician? What is music? What's the re- why are you in music? Because yeah. I think we're apart. Well, on paper, I can put myself up against other people, and I think mm. on paper we are the same. Yeah. But I know that our approach in the room is incredibly different because our priorities mm. are different, and yeah. I mean, who's who's right and who or who's mm. like. Um, what makes one person a musician and another not? Yeah, there definitely are. Um, it doesn't split into two. There's a whole scale, of course. There's a whole yeah, range. Yeah. But, you know, there, there, there are sort of two ends of the spectrum, if you like, you know. between. Mm. Uh, it's just the way you think, isn't it? It's the way you approach it. Uh, and uh, I, I count myself, as I said earlier, very, very lucky to have experienced uh, the sort of musical inspiration and leadership that i have you know it's been mm. very, very lucky not everybody gets that you know yeah and mm. i would i would echo that i mean my my experience watching and singing under neil has been yeah like the best yes i wouldn't say conduct it's well the best choir training experience i've or tuition that i've ever ever experienced mm. i've learned such a lot from how he took a rehearsal or how he would deal with you know issues or whatever that would arise um yeah yeah uh, yeah. yeah there we are <laughs> right oh, we should finish right, this yeah. nonsense gosh <laughs> i think we better have <laughs>